1: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
2: It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go.
1: games where they've done good and look look
2: good just not executing on their scoring side of things I think more than anything overpassing like not shooting or and then on on the other side of things just a little bit too much outside at times in the offensive zone you got to get to the net That's Chief Craig Baruby. Jeremy Rutherford is with us on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. He's our blues insider from The Athletic. And, JR, I know you've heard this story about Ron Carano. I'll pass it along. My son, who's 28 now, the first sentence he ever learned, he ever learned, was, shoot the puck, because Ron Karam would sit in the press box with us, and clear as day, I mean, he's only four or five people down, he would scream a lot, shoot the puck!
3: Oh, goodness, that's so
2: right, yeah. Is, is Doug Armstrong, now he's not in the same room as us, but is he, is he saying, shoot the puck to his team?
3: He's uh, he is a few doors down, so I don't quite hear him. And uh, and uh, yeah, he wouldn't have the great uh, French Canadian accent as uh, Ryan Kipkron would there. But you're right. But we could hear Brandy in the press box. We could hear the fans yelling, "Shoot the puck!" The <laughs> right, right.
2: And you have a great piece up with accompanying videos about exactly what the issues. First of all, let's let's start with this: Are there issues? But you explain what's going on. Or do you think it is an yeah. issue? Is it a problem?
3: Yeah, I think so, especially when you're talking about uh, 24 shots on goal and you're talking about five in the third period. Craig Bruby said it uh, in one of his other comments after the game, is we didn't have that attack mentality in the third period. It's still a close game. It's still one nothing, and then 2 nothing, 2-1, and you only have five shots on goal in the third period. I had a lot of fun with this story. I worked on it all day yesterday. And what I did is I reached out to three former NHL players who have 600-plus goals combined 1,200-plus points combined. They played 43 years in the league, and I sent them, I emailed them four or five clips of the Blues in situations where they may or may not have shot the puck. And uh, I, I said to them, what are the players thinking here? Now, if they come back and they say, hey, I think what the player did here is fine, great then we as fans can look at that and say, hey, an NHL player believes they should not have shot the puck there. But there were a couple instances where the Blues indeed should have shot the puck. It was really interesting to hear from these guys because they spoke of things like Ivan Barbashev. He's kind of telegraphing a pass to Ryan O'Reilly across the middle. Ryan Suter sees it. He's able to step up and break it up. There's another situation where Tory Krug probably should have shot the puck. He turns and gives it back to Ryan O'Reilly. It gets broken up. There's so many nuances in the game going on that we don't know, but by and large, yes, there are situations definitely where they need to be shooting the
2: puck a lot more.
0: Hey, JR, you know, I I love doing this show, and and one of the reasons I love doing the show is the text line. We get a lot of texts from from (laughs) angry people all day long. So my question to you is, After you write an article, do you ever get a a, an angry fan tweeting you or texting you or or anyone? People don't know Jr. For those that don't know Jr., you're about what six two, six three, six one, six two. uh, uh, Nice, (laughs) decent sized guy. So people don't just approach you, I'm sure. You're being nice. (laughs) But texting you, I'm sure, uh, or emailing you. Do you ever have any of those uh, people reaching out in that manner? And by the way, there's not a nicer person on earth than Jeremy Rutherford. You should never be mean person. person. Yeah.
3: Let's let's put it this way. So when I was at the Post Dispatch for you know twenty years and covering the team for fifteen, you know it had to be like an email, right? If they'd get upset about something, they'd they'd send an email. Now with Twitter, it just happens three seconds after the play <laughs> happens. So it, as soon as the Blues don't shoot a puck, the Twitter lights up with what are they doing? That guy needs to go. This guy, so on and so forth. So yes, uh, the answer to your question right away. It's immediate. You hear from the fans on that.
2: Jr. What about? And you were specific to the game against Dallas. What about Robert Thomas returning to the lineup? We all wish that he would pat or shoot more, but will his return tonight, as opposed to uh, the game against Dallas, will that enhance the Blues' offense in terms of getting shots on goal? Will Will he be able to set more guys up?
3: Yeah, you hope so. Uh, first of all, it provides a elite skill at the top of the lineup. Assuming that he's healthy, he's coming back from uh, what could have been a worse injury by all accounts. and So he'll be there, and if he's healthy, he's going to help they missed him the other night, and it has that trickle down effect with the lineup. We've seen that early in the season when Brandon Sod came back. It just provides a, a lot more depth now. I think tonight it looks like you'll have you know a guy like Jake Neighbors who was on the third line. Maybe he's on the fourth line. So, um, in in terms of setting guys up, though, you know it, it's a mindset, and it's up to these individuals. These situations that we clipped with the video in the story today, they're going to be put in those same situations again tonight. And what do they do? Do they pull the trigger? Do they? Do they pass the puck and turn it over? You know, Craig Bruby, the one thing we need to point out, he has always preached quality shots over quantity. I went back in these last five years that Craig Bruby's coached the team, and they're always in the middle of the pack in terms of shots on goals. You're talking about, you know, 15th, 16th in the league, averaging about 30, 31 shots per game. So it's not that he wants 40, 42 shots per game. He wants the quality. But there are situations where there could be some quality. And the Blues are passing those up. So it's up to these guys, even if Robert Thomas
2: is in the lineup or not. So, Jr. it's really interesting because there are guys that we've seen over the years that when they shoot, we know they have no chance of putting the puck on net. And we say, why is that guy even bothering to shoot the puck? So it's got to be the right guys, too, right, trying to get the puck to the goal.
3: Yeah, it really does, and I think some of the names I mentioned there, you're talking about a chef, you're talking about a crew. Those are the right guys, I think, at times that need to be shooting. But look where the Blues got their goal the other night. Ryan O'Reilly on the forecheck in the corner, digs it out. Now it's on the stick of Josh Levo on the wall, and he just turns and throws it up. He knows that the Dallas defenders aren't ready. They're not in the lanes. That's the big part of the NHL today is those defense and those forwards blocking shots. They weren't ready yet. He knows that. He throws the puck towards the net. Doesn't even have to be on the net and Brandon the sides there to tip it in. Those are the situations I think that if, if, if the Blues would make those happen more often, you could potentially see more goals. Now I realize there's not going to be busted plays and, you know, defensemen not ready a lot like what happened in that situation. But nonetheless, that's how the Blues got their goal, and I think they could find more that way.
0: Hey, Jr., what did the Blues need to do to get Tarasenko going in terms of scoring goals? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, he went through that uh, slide. I think not just the
3: nine game scoring drought, but just two goals in the 17 games. But uh, he's come up big here lately with a couple, the one in Florida. Also, drawing penalties. You know, I think if uh, he had the three drawn penalties in that game, and, you know, if the power plays convert, and you're probably giving Tarasenko more credit there. But bottom line, you know, you can talk about all that stuff, and, you know, he's got to score you 30, 35 goals, and, you know, he's nowhere close to, to doing that. So, you know, it's going to help with getting Thomas back, you know, we'll see who's on whose line. Thomas and Kairou have had set so much uh, chemistry together. You know, uh, we don't know if uh, Tarasenko will see his way back onto that line. I just go to this, Carrie. you know, that line, and I know you guys came back from the break with that sound talking about uh, a Thomas and a Tarasenko and a Bucinevich. They just haven't had the chemistry that they had uh, last year. So I think probably Vlad is looking at that situation, wishing they were clicking and going. And, and if not, he's got to find a line mate to connect with and, and score goals, and he's not doing it right now.
0: Could you see a line with Tarasenko, um, Thomas, and and cairu Would that make sense? Yeah, uh, it makes
3: sense. But I think probably not only – you know, they've really – seem to think that uh, Cairo uh, plays his best hockey on the right side. So in that scenario, you'd be talking about Cairo on the left, which, you know, nothing wrong with it. You can mix and match all you want. I'm sure at some point we could uh, see that. Um, but right now, uh, I, I don't see that happening.
2: Finally, jr. The Blues right now, if the playoffs started, would be out of a playoff spot. Of their 15 games in December, right now, 14 of them would be against teams that are either in a playoff spot or within one point of a playoff spot. And we're all well aware of what happened after Christmas and New Year's in 2019. But do you look at December as kind of a make-or-break month for the Blues to figure out what they're going to be?
3: Yeah, isn't it funny? We always, from now to the end of time, have to put that 2019 disclaimer on there. Yep, right? yep, right. Just <laughs> say that anything could happen, but I, I do, you know, I feel like Doug Armstrong, he has a really good handle and feel on what this team is right now, and he probably knows what he needs to do and will act upon it, you know, when the uh, the timing is right in terms of when other teams are making deals, uh, you know, whether that's closer to the trade deadline in February, March, you know, potentially but he's going to get a really good view of, of what this team is over the course of the next few weeks for sure. I mean, you got Carolina tonight, then you got uh, Pittsburgh, both New York teams next week in New York. I mean, this is a pretty loaded schedule, and as you mentioned, uh, throughout the rest of the month too. So you'll definitely know what this team is like. Hey, let's give them a little bit of credit. I feel like they played a really, really good Dallas team tough, but I think that there are still some of the same issues that we're talking about, and if we're still seeing – you know, defensive zone turnovers, and we're still seeing a team that's not willing to, to put the puck on net, then they're not going to come up with a lot of wins in this month, and I think that uh, it's going to write itself.
0: Hey, we were talking to John Ke- Kelly earlier, and he was talking about the amount of times that the Blues have given up three goals in a period. Right now they're sitting at uh, minus 15 in goal differential. What do they need to do to to prevent those, <laughs> those number of goals in a period and, and just those number of goals overall?
3: Yeah, and that's the thing, Carrie, is uh, it, it, it seemed like they kind of cured that a little bit during that seven-game winning streak because it happened so often during the eight-game losing streak. There were four or five times where they gave up three goals within a 10-minute span, and uh, then it didn't happen during the seven-game winning streak. They, they found uh, a way to, to, to prevent that. So, you know, I'll go back to I, when they're skating, when they're checking, and I realize not all teams around the league are doing that. There's so much young skill in the league. A lot of times – these teams just want to rush up and down the ice. Um, but the Blues can do that. They got the players to do that, Thomas, Cairo, ETC. But I think that uh, when they skate and they play that checking brand of hockey, then they can prevent those clusters of goals from being scored against. And at times they have not done that, which I think has led to these situations.
2: Jr., we advise everybody to go to read your piece, the latest at The Athletic. We always thank you for your time. Thank you. And we will talk to you soon. Yeah, have a great weekend, guys. You too, thanks. That's Jeremy Rutherford, our Blues Insider from The Athletic
1: here on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama.